Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and today I'm excited to be joined by the lovely Deidre Friel to talk all about season three of Apple TV Plus's show, Physical. And I wanted to start by talking a little bit about the way that you work with the scripts at, at this stage into being in a show and having spent so much time playing Greta, um, because it sounds like one of one of the early things you do is really kind of go through scripts when you get a new role and look for a lot of the intricacies and kind of those smaller details that are going to give you certain like larger characteristic traits of who someone is. Um, which obviously that's a huge part of season one process, but going into the third season, I was really interested in how that has kind of evolved from the way that you were working with the scripts at the beginning of the show, since you already have a relationship with the character. Oh, oh my God. That's a fantastic question. Um, yeah. So I think as a show evolves, if you're lucky enough to be on a show that gets to go multiple seasons, uh, it's, it's, a little column A, little column B. So still the writers and our wonderful, brilliant showrunner, Andy Weissman, um, is, are guiding, are leading us. Like, this is what's going to happen and this is happening. And, oh, okay. And so there are times where Greta would take an action that Deirdre might not. So I would have, so there I have to make the bridge of, oh, okay, well, if she's doing that, she must be thinking this, right? X, Y, or Z. Um I think also, though, as it is when you work long term with anybody in any career, you get to know each other. And so uh, sometimes our writers, I I've been lucky to be on a couple of projects that have gone, you know, multiple seasons and people will start to write towards your strengths or things that they like about you or uh, qualities they like that you've brought out about the character. And so they're there. Uh, there's more of a, a meeting there. Right. Like you're, I think is what you're kind of saying is, um, you know, you, you'll sort of start to find that things blend. And I remember uh, I have a really great acting coach that I work with. Um, I have worked with him all three seasons uh, and he, and the third season I was working on a scene and I was like, right, but am I being too Deirdre in this scene or am I being Greta enough? And he goes, I think in this scene, they're pretty, <laughs> you're pretty close. And so I was like, oh, okay, great. So I don't have to like, you know, overthink it or I can just be myself. I mean, there's that that idea of like Annie Weissman and, and the team writing towards your strengths at this point, but it also sounds like on this show in particular, it's a very open collaborative environment where you can also bring forth ideas and suggestions of, you know, maybe she would say it a little bit more like this versus that, or like maybe for her look, we'd be, you know, this sort of thing would be, a, would be good for a scene like this. And so at this point, what are some of the ideas that you feel you've really been able to bring forth and contribute to the character as well? Um, you know, I have to be honest, um, I, I really sing the praises of this show being such a female-led team, um, and our showrunner is a wonderful woman, Annie Weissman, um, Stephanie Lang has directed almost every single episode we've done, um, Rose Byrne obviously is brilliant, um, you know, a large portion of our producing team are women, and so I have experienced that when you're in a project with a lot of women, there's a lot of space for women to have voices and say what you think. So at this point, much like I was saying about um, how the writers might write towards Deirdre, I'm not sure I could say specifically what I've brought because um, 100% there has been space for me to ask questions or make suggestions about looks or hair, makeup, what I might say what I might do um, 
But additionally, as we all work together, when somebody brings an idea, then I'll bounce off of that or I'll bring an idea and then somebody else will bounce off of it. Like Ernesto Martinez um, was our brilliant uh, costume designer this past season. And he and I were so collaborative in the looks and uh, in what she might wear, how she would feel comfortable or specifically how she might feel uncomfortable and then, you know, things like that. So it's, it's hard for me to answer that, like, or take credit for something specific because it really has been so beautifully collaborative. I really love that. And, and you mentioned Stephanie Lang, who, who, as you said, has directed most of the episodes over three seasons. And this season in particular, there's kind of a little bit of a shift in terms of the way some of the scenes flow that you're in with Rose Byrne, because she's always had this internal voice. And so the way that, you know, it sounds like you film scenes in the past is to do two versions and one where someone's actually actively reading out the inner dialogue so that you have that pacing and, and have her responses. And then to do another version where, you know, particularly when it's on your coverage, you don't necessarily need to kind of have all the dialogue happening out loud. But now in season three, it's different because that voice has left her for a lot of the time, but also at times Zoe Deschanel's character is there as a physical presence. And so how has that kind of shifted and changed a lot of technicalities in, in that regard? Whoa, uh, uh, you have done your research. Well done. Uh, so, uh uh, the way they used Zoe Deschanel this season is so brilliant. And Zoe was so wonderful and so hilarious. She's so hilarious. Um, and she's playing two characters. Even though it's sort of the same woman, it's a real woman and then it's an imaginary version of this woman in um, Sheila's head. So whenever she was playing the imaginary version of the character, um, Stephanie brilliantly would block it so uh you know we never caught her in mirrors we never caught her reflections she's never over my shoulder or I never see her over Sheila's shoulder that kind of thing like it's really brilliant like if you see her over my shoulder it's because Sheila's looking right so Stephanie technically nailed so much of that um and then Zoe brought so much as it was almost like watching two different women work it was really neat so how we filmed that stuff was sometimes when it was my coverage, when it was on me, Zoe would not be there because much like the imaginary voice, it wasn't active. Um, and then sometimes she would be there reading the dialogue, either just for space, if, if it was my coverage or if it was Rose's coverage um, to, you know, give her the, the inner, the inner juice. Really an interesting take on it this season. It was very technical and super fun. I love that. And, and and with Greta as a character as well at this point, she's always been someone who's kind of there as a huge cheerleader and creates a lot of space for other people in her life. And what's been really beautiful to watch in her journey is her kind of claiming space for herself and, and understanding I have just as much to bring to the table and the space that I need is just as important as the space that you need. And so how has that shifted a lot of the dynamic in, in how you're playing a lot of scenes with other actors and other characters in that it's not all completely Greta giving away all of herself and all of her energy in the same way that it was at the beginning? Um, uh, I think what was fun about that is in the early episodes of season three, it's still kind of uncomfortable for Greta to do it. So in the way that um, in Deirdre playing Greta, uh, as I was saying before, sometimes there are things that I was like, oh, I don't think that Greta would do this. Or like, I'm surprised Greta's doing this. 
But then I'm going, oh, okay, but that's the discomfort of Greta going, I have to do this. I have to step into my role or I, and sometimes uh, I think if I'm, if I'm being honest, uh, Greta thinks of it like I'm taking up space in order to help Sheila or in order to serve the company. So sometimes that's easier for Greta to justify, I think, in term, instead of going, I deserve this. But then as it goes on and as it affected her marriage or her relationship, that was the big one um, this season. Uh, that's where Greta would start to go, okay, wait, no, I I earn this, I, I owe this. And so it was very... A very interesting journey over these three seasons to play this woman who went from uh, not even sitting in the back seat. She'd rather be in the trunk, if I'm honest, to saying, "No, I'll drive the car. I could drive the car sometimes." It's like that was a big journey. It was a big journey. And has has some of that also changed some of some of your approach when it comes to the delivery of dialogue? Because there were there were moments early on as well where it sometimes felt like Greta would want to kind of like keep talking or say things very quickly because if she paused or if she stopped, then she'd be interrupted or she might risk being shut down. And again, kind of with that idea of feeling more comfortable in her own space, has that changed a little bit of some of the speed or the pacing of the way that you're delivering dialogue for her? Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I would have to think of like specific instances, but I also think Greta... <laughs> In, especially in season one was always a bit of a fast talker. Let me just say this, or sometimes the fun thing about Greta is like things come spilling out of her mouth and she realizes she's saying the wrong thing, but it's like, it's like an avalanche, like it's happening and she's hor- she's horrified back here, but it's happening up here. Um, so I'm not sure off the top of my head right now, I can't think of something specific, but uh, I think the biggest change for me w- was in playing Greta was like sitting in the, in the authority more or, or even just saying things like, I want this, I deserve this was like, whoa, for her big. And and at the beginning of season three, we see a moment in her marriage where Ernie, her husband has a couple of business colleagues over for dinner and he feels like what she says embarrasses him. And it's it's a very conflicting moment for her in terms of how he handles it and how he talks to her after that about how he feels. Um, and so for you, what was the shift that you felt for Greta in a moment like that? Because it kind of really makes her look at him a very different way in response to the way that he talks to her. That was um, Ian Gomez plays Ernie and uh, has been, I can't shout his praises enough. Ian Gomez is the most wonderful scene partner and colleague kind person uh we felt or I don't know if I should speak for him but I feel that we were comfortable immediately it was like an old friend so going into this relationship was bizarrely like oh yeah this totally fits so um in that particular scene in my mind when Ernie was like Greta come in the kitchen she's like oh we're gonna I'm a little quickie or something like so the the scene became devastating that little tiny scene lit because she's on such a high she's feeling so good about herself she's gonna go in the kitchen and like make out with her husband or something and and he devastates her and again to Ian's credit the way he played it was it wasn't even um it wasn't cruel and it wasn't uh sharp it was with so much love, but it was so strict. It was just such a specific thing. 
the way he played it. And so the high that Greta was on, it was a such a crash. It was so devastating. <laughs> I remember that night so well. And uh, yeah, it was very devastating, the shift. And then, um, and then, yeah, it did, it did make her realize like, oh gosh, if, if I'm going to run this company with my friend, this is not going to work. And it was, yeah, it was a big shift. That was a huge shift moment for Greta for this season. And there's also been a huge amount of growth when it comes to her friendship with Sheila. And I, I love having kind of heard you say in the past that like at the beginning, it was very much, you know, Greta would say Sheila's her best friend, but Sheila never would have said the same. <laughs> but it feels like they, you know, over time, and especially because she always kind of had Sheila on this pedestal, but now she knows a lot more. Sheila's really let her in and, you know, talked to her about her struggles with her eating disorder and, and a lot of things that she was keeping secret from everyone around her, that it's put them on more of a, a level playing field. And so that dynamic has really changed going into this season particularly in the way that they're working as business partners and so for you what were the important aspects to to bring and evolve into that friendship from all of that it's so you know it's so funny talking about a show in a third season because um much like we were talking initially about writing how they sometimes would write maybe towards Deirdre or Greta and Deirdre started I I feel like Rose Byrne and I have such a great relationship off camera. Um, and I mean, again, she was also one of those people right away we met and I, I felt like we clicked and we really like enjoyed and made each other laugh. But then three years of working with somebody all the time and playing someone's best friend, it, there is a natural evolution of that. And so for me, what was really fun was, um, was that, was being able to just bring that to camera. Um, and it is, it's huge. I think someone like Greta really recognizes Sheila, like saw that there was a good person in there when Sheila didn't see it about herself, which gave Sheila the space to feel comfortable to open. And I do think Greta knows what a precious gift that is. And as this season goes on without giving too much away, but there are things to negotiate in a friendship. And, um, and I think female relationships can be complicated. And so I love that about our show is we're not afraid to explore that um, in in so many different aspects. So um, yeah, it, it was a special, it was a special friendship. Right. And in terms of, of their business dynamic as well, it, it's actually when you think about the specific time period, it's incredibly pioneering for the two of them to be creating and running a business like this. Um, and so what, do, what have been some of the ways in which you feel like the contextualization of the time period have really played into aspects of how you're playing this journey of Greta really kind of like finding that sense of self-empowerment and that sense of confidence, given that that wasn't a time where women were being given permission to have that autonomy they had to take it for themselves yeah I mean and even taking it for yourself was virtually impossible I mean when we go look at the 80s there was a lot of uh, women's liberation that happened through the 60s and 70s and then um the 80s everyone went yeah yeah that's great <laughs> it was like wait where you know put, put your money where your mouth is um, and so I also love how the show explored that this season of of us having to um try to to carve away in a place where I think the analogy I've used before is like watching a dog talk. Like people were like, what do you mean you want to run a business? Um, and so that was like so interesting because there were many, many times working on the material where something naturally felt like I could speak up or I would say this. And 
with my coach and we would have to go, oh, but wait, no, this would be, this would be unheard of. This would be bizarre that you would be saying this, this other person will be receiving this in a way going, what do you mean? <laughs> and so I had to sort of like rewind my thinking past my, my own natural knowledge of the world. So, um, uh, yeah, it was really neat. It was like, uh, like being an archeologist in a weird way, but you know, and you were bringing up earlier Greta's costumes and hair and makeup and, and the kind of like outward appearance of her. And I, I love some of the, the very specific looks that she has, particularly in this season, because again, it's kind of like that, like I'm dressing, I'm dressing for like the job that I have now. It's not even dressing for the job that I, that I want to have. It's dressing for the position I have. And, and I know how I want to walk into a room and present. Um, but then there's also kind of like a difference between that. And, you know, when we sit her, see her in like quieter moments at home or like sitting in a living room with Sheila. And so how has that kind of changed some of the physical aspects of, of the character for you in terms of just like that evolution of costume, hair and makeup for her along with the internal journey that she's taken? Oh, yeah. Um, Ernesto used to say a lot. She's rich, honey. She's rich. And so he would like, I'd have these great outfits, like, you know, just like I it would be, feel so luxurious and I'd have such like um, really fantastic jewelry. And also remember at that time too, like women would go and buy whole outfits. Like it, you know, you, it wasn't like fast fashion. It was like, you really put looks together or somebody would be at Macy's helping you put, you know, the whole look together. Um, and there were many, many times where I would go to a fitting and, or, you know, I'd get my hair done specifically for the day and put on a certain pair of gold earrings or something and go, oh my God, I look like my mom, like pictures of my mom. And then I would be like, but that's right. That's what I'm supposed to look like. That was the right, you know? So if I felt wrong, then I went, oh, that's right. Like, that's right. Uh, yeah, it was such a huge journey. And it was so much more, I think the the confidence of Greta is really reflected in her style this season too. She takes not risks, but yeah, I guess, yeah. You really put it well, it's just, dressing for the job that I am. I love that. And and also because you've been, you were bringing up working with your acting coach. I think it's so wonderful to not even just be working with someone to try and get a role and kind of figure out the audition or figuring out a character at the beginning. But, you know, again, going back to that idea of like, three seasons in to like still have someone that you can sit down and and kind of like go through scenes with in like minute detail and I was really interested in just the way that you work with your acting coach on on scenes and scripts as well oh yeah thank you um I think it's really important I think booking the job is one thing and then the reason you work with somebody to book the job is um I think uh, it's an outside eye, right? Like, so I'm an actor, but I'm not a director. So what I, what I bring to the table is choices or options and somebody's on the outside going, this is how it's reading. Right. And so that's what I rely on a coach or even a friend, if I'm working on an audition sometimes for, um, so then when you actually have the job, it's, there's so much more material. Usually an audition is like, Maybe it's just one scene. Maybe it's like three or four scenes, but it's it's like a snippet of the character. And now you're having these huge chunks. Like it's like working on a 10 hour movie. So you, you're, you're really trying to make sure that the choices you make in episode two so th through to make sense when the payoff comes in episode eight. Um, and that's where my coach was so uh, brilliant. He's a brilliant director, Kevin Kittle. Um, he's so smart. And 
we would really kind of go through that stuff together. And often we'd make, you know, four or five choices about a moment in a scene, like, well, maybe it could be this way or this way or this way, either depending on what Rose gives me or depending on when I then go, if the director, if Stephanie or Annie or someone has another idea, it's like, I'm going to come with strong ideas too, but then I'm also flexible enough to go, oh, that's fun. Let's run in that direction. So uh, I, yeah, I rely on him for that. That's so great. And and you've also worked with, with actors and kind of like teaching other actors as well in, in the other direction, which I love that, that it's kind of like you have someone that you work with and then you also have people that you're passing that information and knowledge on. And so from the way that you work with scripts and you work with your coach, how does that translate into the way that you're working with actors and students that you're teaching? Oh my gosh. Thank you for asking. Cause I used to teach so much more. And now, I mean, I'm so fortunate. My, my career has been uh, keeping me much more busy, like in front of the camera. Um, so I'm coaching and teaching less than I used to, but I did coach a friend the other day on something. And I have a couple of students that I keep up with. And I like, when I do it, I'm like, Oh, um, yeah. I mean, my, my acting coach, if I'm being candid is, was my coach, like my, who trained me, he was like my teacher from college. And so, um, when I booked physical, um, the job felt so like there were so many pieces to it that it was a, a period piece. Uh, it was going to be such an emotionally huge journey. We were also doing it. We started it during COVID. So um, there were a lot of strange restrictions on set at that time that I wasn't used to. So I really, really wanted to feel very prepared and relaxed. And so that's why instead of going to uh, some other coaches that I have used, I went like sort of back to basics. So I was like, he would always say to me, like, what are you doing? The, the simple acting things rather than the complicated ones. So that when, you know, people were running around or someone got COVID or things shut down, like when chaotic things happened, I could just like quietly go those simple things. So I could go back to basics. And um, I think that's important. I, I try with students of mine or anyone I'm coaching to say like those very simple things first. If you don't have those tiny building blocks then you can't put the the details on it that are the things that are what audiences really love or are interested in or make a real person. That's so fantastic. And, you know, going, going back to that, that thing that you were saying about there being this kind of collision for you at this point in terms of like yourself and the character because of the time that you've spent with it and, and how it's written at this point, I was interested to kind of on the other side of things, what are some of the aspects of playing Greta at this point that you feel continue to push you outside of your comfort zone or to create new spaces for you as an actor? Um, I think what's funny is when, uh, when I first got this role, um, Greta's timidity is something I could relate to, but I felt I had grown beyond, like I, I have been that way at times in my life and, and felt more assured. So I think I feel like what was interesting about playing Greta was I am maybe like three or four steps ahead of her. And so as she evolved, I, I've also been evolving. So like, it was like not playing me, but playing a part of me in a previous iteration of my own life journey that sounds so like woo-woo, but like that's like, it was very interesting in, in a lot of that I could relate to her. Um, I think her incredibly adventurous sexual nature is not necessarily me. 
Um, uh, I don't know if you want to edit that out, but that, that would definitely was a place where I was like, oh, uh, but it was like super fun to do. I mean, that's like the really neat part about our job is if you're brave, you get to go, oh my gosh, I would never do that. Let's do it. You know, like it's like bungee jumping, you know, constantly, virtually or something. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, yeah. I would say that would that was for me the if I'm thinking right off the top of my head the biggest one that I was like oh shit okay <laughs> you know but it was really fun because of Ian and Stephanie and Annie everyone just makes you really comfortable so then it's like super fun. Well, it's it's such a fantastic show, and I love everything that you've brought into this character over the the course of these three seasons. So congratulations! Thank you on so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's really nice. Thank you.